to the New England Take on WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kirsten. Be sure to check out nhtalkradio.com to get the back episodes of the show and follow the New England Take on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're also on all your favorite podcast platforms. Video version, if you happen to be on Spotify, actually, we do post the video version of the podcast on there now, too. Be sure to check that out and like and subscribe. Excited to be joined right now by uh, Kristen Clark of the City of Manchester's Department of Public Works, where she serves as a traffic engineer. She's also the project man- manager for Raise Manchester, raisemanchester.org, and we're going to be talking about that project today. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Thank you. So to start off with, give a high-level um, idea of what Raise Manchester is, because it looks like it's a, a very considerable project at revitalizing the kind of Elm Street and South Willow Street section of town. Yeah, so in general, just big picture, this is a USDOT grant um, through the RAISE funding program, which is Rebuilding American Infrastructure with Sustainability and Equity. Um, And so our whole concept began over like, how do we recreate different areas of the city that are currently disconnected um, and try and improve access to downtown for all modes and use infrastructure to spur redevelopment south of Granite Street um, to kind of extend the downtown area. So we're looking at four different elements, which include a pedestrian bridge over Granite Street at Commercial Street, and then an extension of Commercial Street over the railroad tracks, um, the active rail line right past the Fisher Cat Stadium and connecting up to Elm Street. Um, And then it'll cross over Elm Street um, in the abandoned rail track to Willow Street. And then we're also look, going to be adding about three quarters of a mile of rail trail on the abandoned rail um, line from Queen City Ave up to um, where basically Gas Street connects with Elm Street. Um, and then also reconfiguring the South Willow Street and Queen City Ave intersection into a peanut shaped roundabout. Awesome. So I mean, there there has to be just a crazy amount of logistics when it comes to doing this. I mean, when you're, when you're talking Manchester in this part of town, it's a very dense area with a lot of traffic going through on a daily basis. Uh, how do you even begin to pick that these are the spots that need this development specifically? You know, in some ways we're lucky because these are places where there's not like roads already. Um, so we're looking at how we can reconnect. So a lot of it will not interfere with existing traffic. You know, we're going to be building off existing active roadways for the most part, other than that Queen City um, reconfiguration. Um, so really just began in looking at how do we like reconnect South Commercial Street to the rest of Elm Street so it's not a dead end anymore, and how do we use that to create more redevelopment potential. How did this end up as a dead end? It's just because over time the, this old city just slowly built itself organically as, as businesses came in? Yeah, and I think there, it probably, as more, when the rail line was more active, you know, accurate rail crossings are not desirable. So I'm sure where they could, they tried to remove them. Um, and it isolated that area from the rest of downtown. Is is there any more rail that goes through any of that that part of town? Like I, I know I live in downtown Concord, so very very once in a while there will be some train that goes through. But yeah, it it's all like... it's freight, um, and I I believe it goes through once or twice a week. Um, mm-hmm. But at that at this point, that is all that goes through there. Um, there are talks with the Capital Corridor of bringing passenger rail back to Manchester. Um, and this, our design wouldn't preclude that from happening, um, but it's not directly related to the raise grant effort. 
are some of these development opportunities that uh, you're you're trying to go through with this um, duplicated in other parts of, of the state or, or the region? So pe- maybe people have an idea of uh, a comparison. Um, it's, it's I don't I don't really know other areas. Yeah. Um, you know, it began the regional planning agency um, led a it's called a transit oriented development plan. Um, and looked at how areas south of Granite Street could be converted if rail transit came in there. (laughs) Um, So we were trying to uh, work with that plan to look at where the connections need to be to help facilitate um, that redevelopment from happening. And, you know, we're seeing it already. There's um, new residential at on corner of Canal and or Canal and Depot Street being built Um, on Elm Street. There's new residential units being built. Um, so we're seeing that conversion happening, you know, even before we go in as well. So you're a traffic engineer. What does that mean for those that, that aren't in, in the engineering side of things? And uh, how, do, how does your expertise in this help you figure out how to reconfigure this part of town? Um, so traffic engineer in general um, looks at how we get traffic in and out of what the city of Manchester. Um, so uh, we maintain the city has 161 traffic signals. Um, 144 of those are city owned and maintained. The rest are DOT. Um, but so we have a lot of locations where we're constantly collecting traffic data and trying to figure out how we more efficiently um, look at getting traffic in and out of the city and through the city. Um, so in looking at this, you know, one of our big, you know, concerns that Commercial Street and Granite Street intersection. Um, it's a long phase, over two minutes long, and when the pedestrians hit, hit the button, it takes 40 seconds of exclusive pedestrian timing. Um, so that, with that, if they're it, when those trains do come through, um, you know, it can create a huge bottleneck right there, and there's not a lot we can do with it. It's, so that's why that looking at that extension of South Commercial Street gives you another alternative. If there's a ball game, if a train's coming, you know, if there's some incident um, and you need to get around that area. And the universities have expanded so much in that part of town, too, with UNH Manchester over in the Pandora building and SNHU basically gobbling yeah. up every bit of property they can on the other side of the street. Yeah, I mean, and that new parking garage they built has 1,700 spaces. So um, I don't think it's it's not full right now since COVID, but um, beforehand and We'll see what the future brings. It's, you know, a lot of traffic to get in and out of that one facility with only one way in and out. Is there any uh, hope that, especially adding more, I mean, if you have more pedestrians able to navigate that part of town more, it it must open up opportunities for more businesses to come in with restaurants and other things like that, especially over by um, the Fisher Cat Stadium. We start heading in that direction. It's kind of just a straight shot. There's not much of anything that you could just walk to that um, for for dining or retail or anything like that. Yeah, that's definitely the goal is mixed use development and bring more pedestrians, bicyclists um, into downtown. So so what's been some of the response that you've had with regards to this? It looked like there was a fair bit of people that showed up to the first meeting at the beginning of the month. Yeah, we had um, over 100 people, which was great turnout. We're happy people are excited about it. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, overall, um, the feedback was positive and people when talking, we had a um, a room set up with a bunch of easels with each of the different elements so we could talk one-on-one with a lot of people before the overall, like the large meeting. 
um, in case people didn't like to speak in front of the public. But overall, people were excited and they had been waiting years for this. Um, I think the biggest concerns were, are we doing enough for bikes and peds and um, mm -hmm. how do we safely accommodate them? Um, so we continue to look at our design and see if there's ways that we can better accommodate them or do it something differently. Um, and that was the goal of the meeting was to hear those comments um, and take them and use them um, within the constraints that we have um, with the grant funding and the right away. You mentioned at the beginning that some of the grant funding has to do with uh, equity and sustainability. What are some ways you're taking that into consideration with this development? Um, well, you know, it's just creating more opportunities um, for biking and walking and, you know, people that don't have access to a vehicle to be able to access this new um, development. So we, we want to make all of these elements um, are considering bikes and peds and improving access to different facilities in downtown. Kristen Clark, so much, thanks so much for joining me today. RaiseManchester.org if people want. There's tons of great pictures on there if you want to see uh, the vision for what this is going to do for that part of Manchester. And hopefully it really uh, makes it easier for cars to get through this kind of sketchy area, especially for going to shows or for the SNG Arena or Fisher Cat Stadium and such. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Track engineer Kristen Clark of City of Manchester's Department of Public Works, and she's also the project manager for Raise Manchester. Once again, it's raisemanchester.org if you want to learn more about the project. This is a New England Take in WKXL.